There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Day 31 of the program. Oh my goodness. We're really just getting started though. <laughs> we really are just getting started. I know some of you are like, what? Shut up. Um, no, we're not. You've been working your ass off for weeks now. I can appreciate that. I love that. So what you've been doing is addressing the body's needs, addressing why it's feeling a need to store fat. Those of you who are returning, just kind of really resetting things, really allowing your body to solidify any weight that you've lost previously and just kind of meet itself where it's at. And now we're making changes week to week to week to really get the body to specifically focus on fat loss. Now, I know some of you have already lost weight and that is amazing. And that is just your body taking those resources and being like this is amazing and choosing to release fat on its own and those of you who didn't see any movement in the first few weeks of the program your body was taking those same resources and repairing and rebuilding and regenerating and rejuvenating and making change and so people who didn't see any movement in the beginning are going to start seeing that movement now people who saw that movement happening in the beginning are probably going to encounter some plateaus coming up everyone's a little different some people will lose like quick quickly in the beginning, have some plateaus and the scale will start moving again. Some people will start losing weight a little bit later. Some people lose in like big chunks. It seems like big chunks and have bigger plateaus. Some people lose in small little chunks and have little plateaus. Some people will see a down on the scale and then it'll go back up and then stay there for what seems like, you know, forever before it goes back down and hits a new low and then goes back up and stays there. Uh, the scale can be frustrating. You guys posted all of your examples of your graphs over on that post that I posted on Sunday where I shared someone's scale. Not one of those uh, graphs concern me. There were some that were down, some that were, you know, across, some that were up and down. It's really just reflective of where your body's at and what it's focused on. So people will be like, okay, well, I want my scale to move. Whether you've just lost weight, you're on a plateau, you haven't seen the scale move yet, or, you know, it moved a few days ago, you want it to move again, or you've got those scales that are up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. So that can be reflective of your body trying to release fat and go into detox and just not maybe having the reason Sources or not kind of tipping over to focus on that. So bumping up your water slightly, trying to get better sleep, moving your body more, managing your stress, every little thing that you can do to add up will add up and make a big difference. And it's all about all the little things that you're doing, really following that established routine and then making those tweaks each week. That that is a lot. That is enough. But if you're looking, what more can I do? That is where you want to look to that maximizing post, that maximizing checklist. Uh, next week, I'm actually going to take you through a troubleshooting session with it. So I'm going to take you through that checklist and teach you how to utilize that and kind of go more in depth um, with all those little points and kind of highlights what I mean by trying to get better sleep. I mean, we did talk about that all last week our, with our amazing guests. Next week, so on Tuesday, not to get ahead of myself, Dr. Paul's back. He's going to talk about four reasons why your weight might be slower to move. Still not concerned in week five if your weight hasn't moved yet. I know you don't want to hear that, but it's so normal. We've had people not lose weight till seven weeks in and then lose 40 pounds on the back end of the program. With this program, it gets easier as you go, 
rather than harder. Other diets, you see that quick drop in the beginning and then you hit that plateau and it becomes a fight. You eat even less, exercise even more, and you can't get that scale to move and then you just end up gaining it back. That Those last few especially are, are, are the hardest. With our program, it's the opposite. The, the hardest part is the first few weeks of the program, kind of reestablishing that routine. If you're a returning member, establishing the routine. If you are a new member, really laying that consistent foundation and then starting to work through the things that you need to work through. As you progress through the program, you're going to be kind of really pulling things in to just, you know, add to all the things that you're already doing to help get and keep that scale moving. Your body wants the fat gone just as much as you do, which is why if you are a returning member, you have that advantage already and you got to just like dive right into it, right? Um, so as you go, it gets easier because you, you get even more in tune to your body. You know what your body needs. Your body doesn't want the fat anymore. So it's just a matter of being as consistent as possible and showing up and having as many choices of day-to-day fall in line with your goals. So it gets easier as you go. But on Tuesday, we're going to talk to Dr. Paul, four reasons why your weight might be slower to move. Things like inflammation, food sensitivities, um, uh, digestive issues, and hormones. And then on Thursday next week, Dr. Alinka is going to join us and she's going to talk hormones. We kind of touched on this a little bit with her with sleep. She's going to be back on Thursday talking hormones specifically with us. So it's going to be a great week especially for those of you who haven't seen the scale move yet. Again, it's not for reasons why it's going to be impossible for you not to lose your weight. It's just going to be things that you can focus on to help with that if your body's having a harder time because of whatever reason, right? Um, Someone was asking, I just saw there. So if you're off track, how do you get back on track? What do you do if you get off track? Any tips for getting refocused? Reassess your why. Why'd you sign up in the first place, right? It's normal to get off track, to get set back, going away for holidays, a weekend, things in life happening, whatever it might be. Maybe you're encountering some emotions and feelings while following. You're just like, ah, I don't need this right now. Let me take a minute. So whatever reason you get off, you you don't end up following the program and trying to get back on, reassess your why. Remember why you're doing the things you don't want to do. So probably you don't want to do the things that you need to do to get back on track, right? And you're not so motivated to do them, which is why you're not doing them. So you have to remind yourself, why did I sign up? What am I trying to accomplish here? Because you're not going to be motivated to do the things that you need to do without understanding why you are doing them and what you want out of this process. So I would take a minute and be like, okay, I signed up for this 91-day program. Like, why? What am I trying to accomplish here? What do I want to achieve with this program? So that's the first thing. The second thing is just do what you need to do. You can do it begrudgingly. You can hate it. You don't have to love it. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm back to drinking my water. And oh, you know, no, you can fucking hate it. You can just be like, oh, fuck, I hate this shit and be miserable about it every day. But you got to get up and you got to get it done. And then after you do it for a few days, you're going to feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm back. I feel amazing. Right. Um, or what you can do if you want to take a more <laughs> you know, lighthearted approach um, is just put together a checklist of the things that you need to do or get back to using our amazing Livy method app. Start with tracking your weight in the morning. Start tracking your fluid, start tracking your, you know, your, your breakfast and your lunch and your dinner and your snacks. You don't have to count, weight, measure. You don't have to, you know, tell us what you're eating. Just check off. I had my protein. I had my vegetables. I had my fats. I had whatever. Start pulling in the things that you need to do. And you're going to start feeling so much better that you're going to be like, okay, I got this. I feel like I'm getting right back at it. Your body wants you to get back at it. 
your body's loving what you are doing and it would love nothing more than you getting back at it, paying attention to it, prioritizing it, giving it all this healthy, nutrient-rich foods, you know, drinking your water and doing all those things. So it's just mentally, what's your block? So then you can go into that. What's my deal? What's my problem here? Why am I having a hard time doing the things that I know I need to do to reach this goal that I want to reach, right? Um, but after a couple of days, you're going to feel like you're back at it and you're going to be like, okay, this is amazing. It's kind of like when you exercise and then you take time off and then getting back at it, you're just like, fuck. And then once you get back at it, you're like, I'm a rock star. I'm amazing. Look at me go. I feel like I feel awesome. This is so great. And then you, you know, you get into it again. And then whatever reason you take time off, it's very similar to what you're doing here. And so in the beginning, the first few first few days of the program, you were just so hyped up and excited that it seemed a lot easier because you were, you were kind of riding that motivation wave of like, I signed up, now I'm getting started. So it seemed a lot easier because you were like more excited about doing the things that you need to do. And now you've done it. And now it's like, oh, I got to get back to that. So honor the feels, right, about it's hard getting back, you know, try to figure out why it's hard getting back. Like maybe, maybe you're trying to, like, maybe you're a returning member and you're trying to get into like that old routine that you used to do, but life is not making it easier for you to do that. So figure out what you need right now. Set your intentions, end of day reflections, um, use the app or journal or whatever you need to do to try to set yourself up for success and getting back at it. Um, let me just, I got to move some stuff around here. So how do you guys feel about downsizing? Are you like, are you, are you getting into it? Usually like the initial like, ah, of starting downsizing and all the feels that come up, um, kind of start to slow down a little bit, give you some breathing room. Oh, here we go. Good morning, everyone. I admit, I really hate this tweak because I don't like feeling hungry, <laughs> but I'm sticking with it and the results are in. I've been dropping weight, so it works. Suck it up. The whole program works. Um, you might not see your weight move this week and some people are like, what? Like I'm, I'm downsizing or I'm eating less. This is the one week that feels most like a diet and your weight's not moving. And you're like, that could be because you've, you weight lost some weight leading up to this week. So now your body's on taking time to solidify the weight that you've lost. But the work that you are doing this week will be what causes the scale to move next week. We have so many people who next week will start to see the scale move and they're going to be, they're going to be like, Why? when we're back to eating dissatisfaction, is the scale moving now when it wasn't moving last week during downsizing? So it's all about the messaging that you're sending to the body and then your body choosing to take action on that. So you'll notice at the beginning of the week, your body's really reactive to the tweak of downsizing because it's used to you following the food plan and eating dissatisfaction. So it's a bit of a stark contrast. And then towards the end of the week, it kind of loses its impact. You start to notice you actually get you actually get more satisfied on those smaller portions and your body's actually starting to calm down from the stress of, of eating less and your body's adapting to the portions that are coming in and you're starting to see that scale move. So that's quite normal. You can hate it. It's not that you're hungry because you're not getting enough food. That's really important. And it's not because you're hungry necessarily because you're eating less. You are hungry because you are noticing a disruption in the routine, which is messing with your body's hunger levels, which is exactly what it's meant to do. We're trying to shake things up here. So your body, this is why the routine is so important and nothing else is changing except that you're eating slightly less to feel slightly unsatisfied, 
right? Your body gets so used to that routine. And by making that slight change, your body is noticing. So we're shaking things up. So you bring awareness to that and it causes the body to make change. Otherwise, your body would just be so happy with you doing what it's what you're doing. It's going to be la la la. This is wonderful. This is great. I feel good. Thank you. And it's not really motivated to work hard to make change. Your body's got so many other things that it has to do, like legit, so many things all day, every day, just to keep you alive. It's not really all that concerned with releasing fat. It'll get around, it'll get around to it. That's why you could keep following the basic food plan and eventually you will lose your weight. It's just going to take you a lot longer than making the tweaks each week because that really helps things to progress physically, but also mentally, it's bringing up the things that you need to work through. And I'm assuming you're here because you want to lose as much weight as possible as quickly as possible, albeit in the healthiest way possible. So it's going to shake things up. You're going to notice that you are hungry. So remember that you're eating six times a day. I mean, your body doesn't even have time really to be hungry because by the time you eat something, your body processes it and digests it, stores it as usable energy, you're eating again throughout the day. Plus, you don't have to eat a lot of food to get the nutrients that you need. A lot of people eat a lot of food and they don't come close to getting the nutrients that their body needs on a daily basis. And a lot of times you are just eating those large portions, feeding into the amounts of insulin your body is used to utilizing when you eat. So your body, your set point, your body's adapt, utilizing the hormones and, you know, all the chemical reactions around that certain set point. So it's used to using a certain amount of insulin because it's used to you consuming those large portions. And so your hunger levels are tied into that. Hunger means a variety of different things right? Like hunger, you can be, if you're craving carbs and sugar, it can be because you just had carbs and sugar If you're because it messes with your insulin levels. If you eat a larger meal, that can cause you to be hungry right after because it messes with your insulin levels. If you are dehydrated, you can be hungry when your body's working hard and rolling into detox in the evening. You can be hungry. You can just have eaten and then 10 minutes later be hungry because the food that you've just eaten hasn't registered yet right? Like it takes your body time for you to eat the food to start processing and digesting and for that food to register, which is why like you can just eat something and then be satisfied and walk away and be like, hung. it's like, you know, whenever we're overeating Thanksgiving or, you know, big meals or whatever, and everyone's lying on the couch because they're like, oh my gosh. And then next thing you know, everyone's having turkey buns an hour later because they're hungry again. How could you be hungry an hour later after eating so much, right? Um, hunger can be triggered, you see something and you're hungry. Oh, Big Mac driving down the street, Big Mac. Oh, trigger. You're not actually hungry. In your brain, you're thinking, oh, I want a Big Mac. But if you ask your belly if you want a Big Mac, your belly's like, no, we're good. Thanks. And so a lot of you are being triggered by the tweak this week. So you are hyper-focused on your hunger levels because you've been here before with eating less. You don't like the feeling. It never really got you anywhere, got you to lose the weight, then you gained it all back plus more. So you're a little terrified of being hungry, eating, and gaining that weight back. So so you're being triggered just by the tweak this week. And so this is why we'll have people be like, oh, I'm like shaky, and I'm this, and I'm that, and I'm so weak, and I'm whatever. Like no one should be feeling shaky or weak or any of those things just by eating slightly less because you're eating more than enough because just last week you were eating dissatisfaction, right? And even then you were eating dissatisfaction to feed the size body that you are. And and really just over the last few weeks, you've you've probably naturally reduced the amount that you need to feel satisfied just by giving your body what it needs at the end of the day. So people, chances are at this point, are still eating way more than they actually 
need at the end of the day. It's just that you are used to what you are used to eating. And so you're feeling that, that, that contrast. Also your migrating motor complex. I know some of you missed that post on cravings. So you have this migrating motor complex. It's this, it's this system in your digestive system where after you are done eating, it kind of goes in and, and, and sweeps and makes sure all the food goes to where it needs to go in the most simplistic terms. And so that's where you feel your tummy like making noises. And so this is why you'll eat and then your tummy will rumble and you'll look at whoever you're with. I'm like, I swear I ate, like I'm good. That's not actually hunger. So we have been taught that if your tummy is rumbling, it means that you are hungry. I mean, you'd have to literally be starving for your tummy to be rumbling really when you are actually hungry. So nine times out of 10, it's your migrating motor complex. But people associate, oh, I must be hungry. My tummy's rumbling and not actually assessing if they're actually hungry because they just ate like an hour ago. And then this goes to what I was saying the other day is that you have to take into play how long certain foods take to break down in your system, right? Fish will take 40 minutes. Um, red meat can take five hours before it's actually broken down and stored into usable energy right? Your nuts and seeds take about 90 minutes. Raw vegetables, 90 minutes. Cooked vegetables, you know, probably an hour. You know, fruits, 20 minutes. So it's, you know, what you are eating really makes a big difference. Proteins and fats feed into your satiety hormones. So they actually give you more longer lasting, sustaining energy. So um, that we're going to get into that in the weeks to come. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Slept on and off. Really feeling the downsizing. So glad to be here though, through the, through, through the hunger fields. Yeah. And then we're going to, and then we're going to switch the, we're going to bring it back to satisfaction next week. We're going to do downsizing again. And then we have a tweak where you're actually e eating even more often, if you can imagine. So it's really about how we're addressing weight loss from a variety of different angles, physically and mentally, which is so super cool. Um, good morning. New program low today, but I'm about to challenge it by heading up north later today to prep for a guy. Oh, hi, Steve. Hi, Dave. Hello, Dave. Uh, to prep for a guy's weekend where my water intake will take a dive to like negative. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, go have fun. Don't, it's a weekend, right? There's nothing you can do in a weekend that can't be undone by getting right back at it. So, you know what I would do at this point? I would make it be about how you feel. How do you want to feel? I remember I went up north one time. And, uh, it was a, with a bunch of people. I think it was this, uh, it was so long ago. It was this guy, new guy I was dating and we stopped at the grocery store to get water. Right. And I'm just like, oh no, we need to get one of those big, like whatever. And they're like, no, we'll just get a case. And I'm like, how many people are going to be there? Right. And they're like, oh, I don't know, like six or something. And I'm like a case of water for like three days for six people. Like what? Like I'm what? And I knew like you, I was going to be drinking. So I need at least a case <laughs> the day after I'm drinking. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to buy an extra case of water, you know, cause I didn't want to seem like, I don't know, weird. Um, and then they didn't, they fucking drink all my water. I was so pissed off. And I was like, and then th it was like the middle of winter and it was like a cabin. So they didn't have like running water or whatever. And I was so upset and I was stuck in the middle of nowhere. I drank all my fucking water. I was so pissed off. Um, yeah, so bring your water and hide it. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> you know what you need to do. Have the best time. I love that you hit a new low, though. That's awesome. I love that you hit a new low. Um, if you don't know, Dave Stewart is uh, one of our amazing Livy Losers that came 
to do a fun little shoot with us uh, in November. Was it November? So you've seen our our kind of like a community ads where they're sharing their story. Um, if you haven't checked those out, we're we're trying to share them. We're going to share them with you uh, every Saturday moving forward. They're they're so great. We had the best time. We had the best time. Dave's the coolest. Dave's just as cool uh, in real life as he is online. I can't believe we're on day 31. Where did the time go? Uh, tell me about, I know, right? I know. That's why you got to take that day-by-day approach and just go with it. After a long-ass plateau, scale dropped last week, which was a relief, and now it's creeping up again. Okay, so Helen, that's your pattern, right? So you're probably one of those scale goes down, 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 and goes back up again. So this is why the post today in the group supporting the body and detox is so important because everyone works so hard to get the scale to move, and then when it starts moving, they're like, okay. So there's actually something you can do to make sure that you are getting the most out of when your body's in that detox mode. So when your when your weight starts to drop, right? First of all, people have a tendency to pull back and eat less and start skipping meals and snacks. I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but people have they think, "Okay, the scale's moving now, so if I just eat less, it's going to help it keep moving." It actually has the opposite effect because the reason why the scale started to move is cuz it felt like it didn't need your fat. So it's feeling like, let me get rid of it. But if you pull back, you don't eat enough, then you're sending the opposite message. So that's really important. Um, the other big thing that people do is they stop drinking the water because when you're in detox, for whatever reason, water is just not appealing. And I think it's because your body's in detox. So it's just like, yeah, don't keep giving me water. I'm going to have to keep detoxing here. Um, you need to make sure you are drinking enough water so your body can continue to follow through on releasing fat. And so just like your your weight goes up before it drops, your weight usually goes up before it drops because it's retaining water because your body's about to do what it needs to do. And it needs water in order to do that, which is why the scale goes up. And so then you drink water, you work hard, you get that scale down, and then your body's releasing fat. And then what happens is you tend not to drink the water when it's most important, when your body's releasing that fat. So then your body's retaining the water again in order to try to keep that scale moving. And so what happens with people is they see that drop and then they don't drink the water and then their weight goes back up and they think, oh, well, that's it you know, that's all I got, only went down one pound or whatever. When in reality, your weight, like you want to assume your weight is dropping for like the next three to five days after that, because your weight can be on the way down and simultaneously up at the same time. So if your weight drops one pound, like very rarely do you just drop one pound and that's all you're going to get. So if your weight goes down like one pound and then the next day you weigh the same, it's probably down but it's also up at the same time because your body's retaining water. And then you're like probably not drinking the water because you're like, oh, whatever. And then the next day it's probably also down again, but now it's back up because you didn't drink enough water. So you really want to make sure you are drinking. Not It's not like more and more and more, but especially when your body's in detox, that's when you want to make sure you're drinking the water that you need to drink in order for the body to follow through on that detox process. You also want to make sure you're not eating late at night. Right. You also, so you're facilitating that detox. Or getting the best sleep possible. So you're facilitating that detox process. And then sometimes what happens is when that scale starts to move, people are like, oh, okay, let me exercise and get it to move even more. Right. And then what happens is your body is sore and you've sidetracked your body from almost focusing on 
detox and now it has to work on repair and rebuild. And so that will have your weight up. It's not real weight gain, mind you, but these are like the mind games that happen when that scale starts to move. So you work so hard to get that scale moving, then you want to show up. This is why I'm saying you got to show up every single day like you're expecting that scale to move, like you're trying to get that scale to move. You can't expect it to move every single day, obviously, but you never really know where it's at just because you lost a pound and the next day it's back up, the next day it's you know back up again, doesn't mean that your body isn't still in detox. It Chances are it is for like three to five days after that scale starts moving. It's just that you're not seeing it on the scale weighing every day because you're seeing when the body's retaining water. So support the body and detox is really important conversation. So make sure you um, take time to just even to review that, right? But that's some people's patterns is that they have that drop and then they go back up and it stays there. That's probably the most frustrating pattern to have, but you'll know, so you'll have that, like you'll have that up and you'll have the drop and then you'll go back up and plateau and then you'll have an up and you'll have the drop and you'll go plateau and then you'll have the up and then the drop and then back up plateau. Um, if it's still that, it's still that downward trend, it'll still get you there. In fact, it's one of the all, it's one of the most effective ways to lose weight because you are putting those longer periods of that, um, solidifying time in there. And you tend to lose when you do lose, you lose in like bigger chunks as you have those ups and the longer plateaus in between. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new custom spray five in one gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning. I'm still going strong. I'm currently at my lowest low. This is my third program. I completed the first one, made it partway through the second, uh, but life happened and I didn't finish. I'm really excited about this one. Yeah, we need to normalize that. Need to normalize that sometimes life, like, so it's just like any other diet that you've done. You start it and then you have to keep doing it until you reach your goal and life happens in between the start date and you reaching your goal. And so with the living method, it's really no different. It's really no different. It's just that we break it down in these three-month digestible chunks where there's a start date and an end date and a start date and an end date. Really, you started your journey and you're just still on your journey and in between <laughs> then and, you know, now life got in the way, you know. And so we really need to normalize that because that's part of almost everybody's story, especially people who have a larger amount of weight to lose, meaning that they have to put more time in to be able to lose that weight. At some point, you get sidetracked and you have to take time off. Weed and drinking. Who's talking about weed and drinking? Who's talking about weed and drinking? Let me see if I can get that. Um, I want to feel drunk. Full stop. Weed and drinking water works. <laughs> what conversation are you guys having? <laughs> 
New low, 179. A nasty bug put my body into overdrive on getting everything out. Happy to be getting back to normal. Yeah, there's nothing like a good old flu to have you roll into detox. Um, this why sickness, listen, if this was any other program where you're just starving and depriving yourself, I wouldn't be talking about taking advantage of sickness, but take it where you can get it. Um, because I know on the front end and the back end of that sickness, you are paying attention, giving the body what it needs, right? Helping the body to recover in a healthy way. We're not starving and depriving and all of that. Um, this is a healthy way to lose weight. So when you are sick, it's kind of like sickness is its own tweak. Sickness is its own tweak because sickness utilizes the detox process as well. So when you are sick, right, your weight actually tends to be up. You will see some weight loss, especially if you've like on the front end of that been like addressing your body's needs. Because I talked about this the other day where when you are, so many people are concerned that when they're sick and then they don't eat, that their body's going to go into that feeling and need to store fat. You being sick and your body naturally drawing on its emergency energy reserves is not the same as you being fully functioning and purposely starving and depriving yourself. So it is normal for your weight to go up, especially when you're sick, your body is retaining water. And then it's also normal for you to lose some weight after that as well. And if you did, great. Take it where you can get it. Take it where you can get it. You know, because then when you come back, then you're back to giving the body what it needs and being in tune with that. So that does not cause the body to feel a need to store fat. And sometimes people are really concerned about that. You don't have to worry about that. Um, And then also this really helps with like downsizing this week. It's like natural downsizing because once you're sick and you are unable to eat for a while and you give your body a break from constantly consuming overly large portions or more than it actually needs. This is why after you are sick and you come back to eating, you will notice that you're not as hungry or you can't eat as much. And you're like, oh yeah, I can't eat much that by that much because you're hungry, but you're like, I can't really eat all that much because I was sick. And then you go back to your normal habits, your normal portion size is all of that. And then you, you know, you build that back up again and get back to eating those large portions and what your body was used to. So when you are sick with the legitimately sick while you're following the program, it actually helps you get more in tune to your portions, kind of fast tracks the process. And a lot of people are really disappointed because they feel set back. But in reality, it, it kind of fast tracks things for you. So never stress when you're sick about having it set you back. I mean, it will for a moment and it could cause you to be following behind in the program, obviously, um, but it can actually help with the process and get ahead. I have MCT oil. Should I add it right now? And when? Okay. So I love that you guys are, so we have the book, you have the app, you can read ahead and, you know, read some of you are reading the information on the secondary supplements. I've had a lot of people asking this. So I love that you're being proactive and you're kind of reading ahead, but there's a rhyme and a reason why we introduce those supplements at that time. And um, I know we had a conversation with Dr. Paul and he did start talking about the B, B vitamins. And adding them in, they could be a good add-in in the beginning. But besides that, I would really hold off on adding in, unless you've already been taking them and you're a returning member and you've, you, you're, you are adding them in because you've already been through the program. But if you're a first-time member, I would really hold off on adding in any of those secondary supplements because even though you're adding them in, they can be disruptive to what your body's got going on. And those are really added in when your body's had the time to repair, rebuild, regenerate, rejuvenate, get into that mode of releasing fat. Like the secondary supplements aren't ones that are going to necessarily help you lose weight in the sense that if you are deficient in them, you 
your body's going to have a hard time focusing on fat loss. They are really now that you get to that point when we add them in that your body's had time to really level up your health and wellness and is functioning at more optimal levels. So they help with weight loss because they help you take everything to the next level. So if you're having a hard time losing weight at this point and you haven't added in any supplements, I would look to that first supplement list. That's really the, that's where the, the, the make or break supplements can be because if you're deficient in vitamin D and magnesium and not getting enough omega-3 in your diet, it can be hard for you or you've got digestive issues. Um, these things can really help because being deficient in them can hinder your body being able to focus on fat loss. Um, MCT oil, I, 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 I think is great. So MCT oil is a medium chain triglyceride. It's like derivative of coconut oil. It's not the same as coconut oil. And it kind of bypasses your digestive system and hits your liver and gives you a bit of a kick. And so it can be really beneficial for energy levels. It's also a good source of fat in a sense, not the same as omega-3, and it is somewhat a saturated fat, but it's a good, it's a good, it can be considered a good fat. And so the benefit of that is it kind of like, it kind of like naturally gives your body like a rev, like a boost. Um, you could call it maybe a bit of a fat burner. It's something I used to use like 20 years ago when I would work with bodybuilders. And so it's not like the old thermogenics, you know, like the like the hydroxycut or any of those types of things that cause your metabolism to increase by increasing your heart rate, which obviously is not good, right? Um, this is sort of where um, it gives you a bit of an energy kick and it can help calm the brain because you're getting all that good fat instantly to your brain because, again, it's bypassing digestion, just going straight to your liver and gives it a kick. It's great for stressed out people, A-type personalities high stress, like, you know, could be, you know, business stress, could be mom stress, whatever that is. Um, so it can definitely be a benefit for sure. I would definitely start with less. Less is more with MCT oil because like any oil, it can be disruptive to your digestive system. If you take too much, you'll end up with cramps and shit in your pants all day. <laughs> so I would start with a tiny little bit. Um, I would avoid taking it at night. Most people take it in the morning and they will add it to their coffee. So about 15 years ago, 20 now, maybe 15 years ago, Bulletproof Coffee became all the rage. Now, Bulletproof is just a brand and they have all sorts of other products, but they also have MCT oil and they call it Bulletproof. And they, people started making these Bulletproof coffees. So they would make a coffee and they would, they would put their, their MCT oil in it and then they would add like grass-fed butter right? You don't have, you can still just use cream instead of butter in your coffee and then you could add MCT oil. You can also add MCT oil on like a salad and mix it with your salad dressing. And it also comes in powder as well. So the Within Us company has um, a collagen that has MCT in it as well. So so it is beneficial. Start with less. Less is more. But I just do want to reiterate, when it comes to the secondary supplements, there's no rush in adding them in. No rush in adding them in. And really the magic is in those 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 basic supplements that we discuss uh, in week two. Oh, your body needs cholesterol. Sugar is the enemy. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say sugar is the enemy. You're, like your body needs carbohydrates is just the source of sugar, right? But yes, your body, your body, your brain is floating in cholesterol. Your, your brain is literally floating in it. Your hormones are derived from like cholesterol, like you, you need cholesterol and cholesterol has gotten a bad rap. In fact, they used to think that cholesterol was primarily due to high fat foods. I mean, of course, if you're eating deep fried foods, but 
that's not the same as avocado or MCT oil or you know your your good fats that you're that you're getting your nuts and your seeds and your in your fats and that. So they've actually come to realize that a high carbo a high refined carbohydrate diet like you know breads and pastas and and straight up sugars like you know chocolate bars or the red path or whatever that you're putting in uh, and adding to your foods can actually attribute to cholesterol levels as well. On top of that, they're also doing more and more research about the detrimental effects of stress on your cholesterol levels as well. So they used to think that it was, you know, high fat back in the day, not to say that obviously fried foods and trans fats and that don't, don't factor in there, but it's also, it is also sugar that leads to high cholesterol and stress that leads to high cholesterol as well. Lack of sleep can lead to high cholesterol as well, which is really interesting. Any advice on how to get your kids and husband on board? Yes, don't try. Don't try. That's my advice. Um, if your husband's a smart guy, he's going to see what you're doing and see what you're eating and see the impact on not just your your body in terms of releasing fat and losing weight, but your mood and your movement and how healthy you you are and feel and all of those things. He'll get to see all the nutrient-rich foods that you're eating. And although, you know, crap food may be appealing at the end of the day, no one feels good eating that. Um, you can't make someone, like you can't pay me enough to work with someone who's not ready to do the program. And that's why when some people come in and they're just so resistant, I suggest that maybe it's not for them. And some people are like, ah, oh, you can't do that. I'm like, yeah, actually I can. Like sometimes people just aren't ready to do the kind of work that you need to do to see that, you know, sustainable type of finally and forever weight loss. And so I don't really have a lot of patience for people who are in for a quick fix. And, you know, sometimes people, if they want to quit, I say, quit, go for it. But chances are, you're going to go do 10 quick fixes and then you'll be back later because that those never worked and they never will work, you know? So you can't make someone want to do the program and make someone want to make the changes that they need to make, but more so you can't make them want to work through the things that they need to work through. I'm going to give Dave Stewart as an example, because Dave actually joined us on a spill the tea and he shared with us that the reason he signed up really was to support his sister who was doing the program. And he didn't have any intentions of doing the program at all. But once he was in here and he sort of saw that was happening, he started to resonate with it and started to make changes. And of course, now he's here where he is and been super successful at losing his weight. So I, I would just honestly let your husband be. And if they show an interest, great, then share what you're doing. Your children um, will just follow what you do. Like they will just follow what you do. They like usually children worship their parents. And, you know, if you're not forcing them to make change, they'll change on their own. You know, what you can do is things like after school, I don't know how old your kids are, but, you know, if you have school age kids, leave some like we have we leave vegetable snacks out for our kids and nut and seed snacks so when they come home they're there we even actually take our fruit snack if there's fruit snack left in the morning and put it on the table so there's fruit there's vegetables there's nuts we don't sit there and say make sure you sit down and eat these right but they're there and i'll watch the kids they'll eat a few nuts they'll take some you know carrot sticks and a dip they'll you know have little pieces of fruit it's not a lot mind you but it's there and so you'll start to notice that your kids will you know have an interest like what are these 
green things that you're eating. You know, maybe they end up liking salad. My son loves salad. You know, a lot of kids really like salads. We hear lots of stories of your kids just all of a sudden starting to steal your vegetable snack. They'll dip in and want some of your fruit snack. They'll, you know, have some of your nuts. They're just like, if you have it around and it's part of your lifestyle, they will adapt that as well. So I would just kind of focus on yourself and, you know, I think it'll have a massive trickle effect on the people around you. Like just like your friends start stealing your drinking your water and eating your your veg tray that you brought for yourself. <laughs> Does that always happen? Right? You bring food that you can eat and everybody else eats it. Your family will kind of be the same. You shouldn't have to make, you know, I think especially with husbands, especially with husbands or spouses in general, I want to be inclusive with the conversation. But I think if they've seen you go on a diet many, many times before, and to them it means being miserable, starving yourself, depriving yourself, eating rabbit food. A lot of men that I've worked with think in the beginning are like, I just, I don't want to be like eating like a rabbit. I'm like, wait, you're not going to be, you're not going to be eating like a rabbit. They really have this fear from what they know or don't know from the diet industry and what they've seen you be been through, right? Like all they know when you go on a diet, you're miserable and you're stressed and you are hungry. You know, they don't want to do that. And um, obviously they don't have to do that. And the living method works really well for men, but you don't want to convince them of it. You can show them, you know, maybe other examples of men who've done the program. Um, we have that over in socials, obviously in the group as well. Um, but yeah, that's my advice is, is don't, it's just, just, just do you to focus on you and they'll see that. They'll see that. Sharon Burton, Rob, your 165 pound weight loss is so inspiring. That is where I started on this program. So you lost all of me. Yeah, that's mind blowing. One of the best friends, one of my best friends has a daunting amount of weight to lose. And I know she will appreciate hearing your story. You should be so proud. Brenda Huxley too. I found going beyond 30 pounds difficult and look to you ladies for inspiration. Yeah, so we had the most lovely, Sharon is amazing. She's just, oh, um, we had such a great conversation with Sharon. So down 165 pounds, um, two and a half years at it, still gets frustrated, still gets frustrated. Let me say that again, still gets frustrated, you know, still working through the stuff, still learning something new. Every time she does the program, approaches each program like it's fresh and new, watches the videos, reads the information. I think there's a lot to be learned from her. Here's the thing. You're going to have people who are going to reach their goal and people who don't. And the only difference is the people who reach their goal, they keep showing up. They keep working towards their goal and they don't give up no matter how hard it gets. You know, and, and Sharon had her ups and downs. She had a program where, you know, she didn't lose. She went up and down the same seven pounds. Like it's, you know, she has a story just like everybody else. She has health issues. If you missed it, she's menopausal, right? She's 58. She's got no gallbladder. She has thyroid issues and she decreased her medication five times over the program. Over, and I say the program because it's still the same living method that she's been following, right? Um, her blood sugars went from pre-diabetic to the normal range, right? Like it's just, it's, it's freaking incredible. And so this is why we like to highlight real people and a massive thank you to Sharon. I adore you. And I just, it's not easy to share your very personal story with <laughs> 30,000 people. It's not easy to do that. And I think it's so important though, because I'm hoping that there's pieces in there that will resonate with people, whether you have 
165 pounds to lose or 16 pounds to lose. It's, it's the same personal journey. You get the same frustrations. You have the same life stress. Do you know what I mean? Like no one's immune to life happening or the issues that they have to work through in order to lose their weight and reach their goals, you know, and, and to do it in a sustainable way. Um, if you missed that conversation with Sharon, I highly suggest downsizing was one of her favorite weeks too, by the way. She shared that and she shared some tips. So I highly suggest uh, you check out that conversation. We're about real. I mean, we're about real conversations. We, we talk to people who haven't lost any weight. Like we we really we're not trying to like hide anything here in the Libby method. The struggle is real. And the reason why I can so conf confidently talk about the struggles that people have in the program, doing programs and not seeing any weight lost, people doing a program and, you know, crushing it one program and then not even making it through the next program is because the people I've spoken to, and there have been so many over the years that come back, they end up being successful. They end up being successful. It's just part of it. You know, it's part of it. My husband asked me a couple of weeks ago, honey, can I get the same food as you? He was jealous. So now I am a sal am I, I am salad sharing this. This is exactly what I'm talking about. That's exactly it. People want to be healthy. They want to feel good. They want to make change. Just, sometimes they don't know how to do that or they have preconceived notions when it comes to dieting, what that's going to look like. You know, um, the program works really well for men. We don't, we don't, you know, we don't address men a lot because it does work really well for them, you know, and they do tend to have a much easier time physically. That doesn't mean that they don't have the shit to work through mentally, but physically because their bodies are not actually inclined to store fat. And usually when they have that like bigger belly, it's because they're not eating enough, high stress, lack of sleep. So they just start eating more often and it seems like it's so much easier for them to lose weight, which is why it seems like we're always talking to women and their issues and what they got going on. It's just that, you know, female bodies tend to, um, feel the need to store fat. I'm really working on, I, I really want to share with you guys, I'm really working on my inclusive verbiage. Um, it's in fact, I'm just going down a rabbit hole of how do you have the hormone conversation and, and be inclusive to everybody. Um, so if you feel like you're someone that I'm not including in the conversation, I, I'm doing my best. And then I just want to put that out there. It's a bit of a tricky thing and I want to make sure that I'm doing it right. Um, but I, it, being inclusive in this program is really important for me. And so I, I try to be mindful talking about wet men and women and all of that. Um, I just want to take a minute and share that with you guys. Hubby just hit pre-diabetic blood work and changes need to happen, but he's dragging his feet. I'm trying to be a positive influence. Yeah, he'll get there. He'll get there. He'll get there. He'll get there. He'll see what you are doing and, and he will get there. Uh, husband, uh, don't try. He's in fasting mode, fasting for days. And he eats everything from the kitchen table because he starves himself. <laughs> Let them be. Children will follow what we do hundred percent. I know that's how you're going to feel. Oh my gosh. That's how you're going to feel. You make it to the end of the program and you're going to like, look at what, I think this is why, like I saw someone the other day saying like, all I do is talk about the Gina Livy method, the Livy method. How do I stop doing that? You know, cause people, I don't want, you know, you get so excited about it because it makes so much sense. And what you're going to see is 
at the end of the program, you're going to hear your friends talk about keto or fasting, or you're going to watch them do these crazy wackadoo diets. And you're just going to be like, what? This is craziness. This is craziness. It is because all like all diets are based on eat less, exercise more, starve, deprive yourself. It's just, it's so super flawed. And if eating less and exercise more actually worked for sustainable weight loss, like nobody would be here right now. <laughs> it's just craziness. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. I've known a few people, too, who do the fasting, and then I watch them get super skinny, and then I watch them gain all their weight back again. And then I watch them get super skinny and gain all their weight back again, but even more. And I'm just like, what are you doing? But people swear. They'll be like, it's the only thing that works for me. And it's the only thing that works for me. And I'm like, how many times have you done that? How many times have you done that? They're like five times, like repeating the Livy method five times because it's your process on the way to reaching your finally and forever goal. That's not the same as you've done a program five times. You've lost your weight, reached your goal, gained it back, lost your weight, reached your goal, gained it back. It's not the same thing. <laughs> and people try, to, people try to say that. Well, the Livy method, you have to keep re redoing. I'm like, yeah, on your way to reaching your finally and forever goal. Not that you've been successful, you gain it back. Successful, you gain it back. That's craziness. But people will swear. That's what works for them. I got to go, you guys. Um, I'm super excited to be here. I hope that you are too. Super stoked with where you're at. Doesn't mean that you're not feeling the feels. <laughs> what does what what Dita say? Um, honor your mood, follow the plan. I can't, I can't remember exactly what the verbiage is, but um, I hope that you're excited. Downsizing is a cool week. You're going to, trust me, if this is your first time, you may be feeling the feels wondering, am I even doing this right? What am I doing? Play around with it. Listen, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to eat too little and you're going to be overly hungry in which you have the next meal or snack coming down the pipeline. That's it. That's it, right? Um, and even then, even if you're messing it up, you're still bringing up the feels and you are messing with where your body is at because it's not like that, like just follow that consistent routine. So you're doing it. You're doing it. As long as you keep showing up, you can't mess it up. At the end of the week, you'll probably reflect back and be like, okay, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> That's why you see some of our, our members, um, if you're following them on Instagram, sharing downsizing week, did you die? You know, because you feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not going to be able to get through this. And at the end of the week, you're like, oh. That wasn't so bad. I could totally do that again. Um, I hope that you have a great rest of your day. If you do want to know more about the downsizing tweak, join Kim and I. We're going to chat about it at 12 o'clock today, the tweak this week conversation. We're going to talk more about downsizing. Sneak peek into next week. Uh, and of course, if you can't join us live, we repost in the guides as well. So if I didn't get to your question today, make sure you uh, copy and paste it, post over on the question of the day page. And... And... Sorry, I just got sidetracked on the popcorn comment. One last one. Good morning. Finally seeing movement. Hopefully it continues. However, I did have half a medium popcorn last night, but again, gassy this morning because pop because it may have been the popcorn. Yeah, it may have been. But listen, don't if you start to see that scale move, right? Don't don't like think you've ruined everything because you do have popcorn or whatever. As we get rolling in the program, you'll hear a lot of people saying, I totally indulged this weekend and my scale is down on Monday, what gives, right? So that's because it's the work that you do leading up. It's not what you did yesterday. It's what you've been doing leading up. So this is why even if you have the popcorn, continue the process today, get back into it, get on top of that water and your scale is still going to move. Having some popcorn is not going to stop you from your body from releasing fat if it's already gone into that quote unquote detox mode. So um, anyway, pop those questions on the question of the day. The team will get to it over there. Have an amazing rest of your day, everyone. And I'll see y'all later or tomorrow. Bye. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 